Hello, and welcome to Talking Teletherapy, a weekly webinar and podcast from SpeechTherapyPD.com, where we dive into the ins and outs of teletherapy for speech pathologists. Each episode of Talking Teletherapy is worth 0.1 ASHA CEU when you complete the accompanying webinar on SpeechTherapyPD.com. Please visit SpeechTherapyPD.com backslash teletherapy for more information about earning ASHA CEUs along with this podcast. I'm your host this week, Michelle Dawson, the All Things Peds SLP, also the host of First Bite, Fed, Fun, and Functional, a speech therapy podcast that's also sponsored by speechtherapypd.com and also eligible for 0.1 ASHA CEUs per episode. This week, we are covering an exciting topic, and I am excited that you are joining us for another rendition of Talking Teletherapy. So let's get right to it. Hey, can you hear me? I can, hello. Hello, beautiful, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Um, I'm feeling very sassy. I found my black fingernail polish that I only reserve for October. And the pandemic is bringing out my 14-year-old punk rock electric blue um, mohawk self. Um, you know, I support this because lately I've been getting out my electric guitar and like playing like angsty teenager music. So I feel this in my soul. Yes. Um, I have heard that Poe came back with a new album and I'm like, it has come full circle. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Well, um, to everyone out there, hello again, and welcome back to episode four of Talking Teletherapy AAC. And I am your hostess for the night. Oh, oh, yes, mine is. Um, I got my AAC. I gotta, I gotta make this way dimmer. Here we go. Ah, this, um, mine is in snooze mode. So yes. Um, but all things AAC. Ta-da. <laughs> um, uh, I'm the hostess, Michelle Dawson, uh, the all things piece SLP that can be regularly found on the PodCourse podcast, First Bite, Fed, Fun, and Functional, a speechtherapypd.com podcast. And I get to geek out tonight and share, once again, the amazing Carrie Clark, um, NSCCC SLP, founder of Speech and Language Kids and the SLP Solution. And y'all, I'm not sure if you caught us in some of our past episodes, um, but tonight will be <laughs> fantastic. I mean, it opens up with punk rock music. How could it go any better from that? Right. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, for better or worse, we are all basically two to three months into a crash course shift to teletherapy for early intervention and our school-age uh, speech therapy kiddos. And we are all learning our strengths and our weaknesses. Um, I've managed to download some cute Zoom backgrounds, turning uh, Miss Michelle into an avocado. Um, it's a personal fan favorite of one of my kiddos. Um, but I've had to get really creative with setting some of my patients up for success as we were in the process of doing AAC trials. So like, let me paint the picture just so we can fully grasp how in we were. I had just wrapped up one new patient's um, language eval and was planning on heading over to the South Carolina Assistive Technology Office to check out a loaner speech generating device. And then bam, everything closed and total panic ensued on my end because that sweet little lady who's almost four has Rett syndrome. 
and all the ASL and picture exchange attempts completed by the prior several SLPs had not been fruitful. So my plan of care to give this child a voice was being dashed by a virus that I can not control. Um, although we have perfected our um, Expelliarmus on um, the Harry Potter wand. Thank you, Santa Claus. So <laughs> one thing. Um, but thankfully, Wyatt with Talk to Me Technologies saved the day, and he helped set me up with a free trial device for them, uh, and also one for me so that I can practice and do the model. Uh, so guess what just came in the mail this week, and I'm um, having fun learning how to use it, and it's so overwhelming because it's a total new format I've never used before. Uh, but that's just like one kiddo on my caseload alone. And that doesn't begin to touch the topic of the other kiddo that I was working on that was halfway through an eye gaze trial. Um, another one with a head tracker trial. Um, again, thank you, Wyatt, with Talk to Me Technologies. Um, but here's the point. I am a fish out of water and I feel completely overwhelmed because I've had to figure out what to do next. So to quote a favorite movie, I have to do the next right thing. And that involves the lovely Gary Clark, <laughs> who is here for week 4,329 of quarantine. <laughs> um, right. One happy Mother's Day. Um, you too. Yes. Um, and we are both handling our sensory seeking boys. <laughs> Hang on my thread. Um, yeah. But, uh, hey, lady. <laughs> Hey, it's yeah. fun, isn't it? Um, it's, it's great. And um, folks, please know that we have um, questions that we will be going through, but I will have the chat boxes up. This is very much live. I just heard a crash upstairs and I'm really grateful that my husband's home because I don't have to go make sure there's no blood with that crash because boys, um, but right. if, yes, right. So if you have questions, please feel free to text them in and we will, um, we're gonna power through this. So yeah. yes, so hi. Hi, here we are. Here we are. <laughs> Can you see my anxiety level about this one is like, we're, we're going to take some breaths. Yes. We're going to take some breaths because we got this. Okay. This is, okay. This was like the theme of the week in my membership too, is we do have this and we keep forgetting because everything's so different. You know, we know how to do AAC. We know how to do this. It's just that the setting has changed and that's what's throwing us all off. But if we stop and think and take some breaths, we can figure out how to modify what we're doing to be something different. Cause we're not trying to just take what exactly what we would do in the clinic and put it in, in this virtual therapy world because that's not gonna work as you're experiencing. Um, we're gonna have to come up with something new, but we can do it. We got this. <laughs> and I have, I am charged, I am ready. I've been nice. doing my lovely little language models as best I can. Um, so I love it. Chewbacca is, our dog mm -hmm. is on the home screen. Nice. Okay, so to get us started, um, let's take it from the top. So we have our families and they have an AAC device at home and say they've been using it, but primarily the schools have been using it and then it comes home because that's what I see a lot is it gets used a lot mm -hmm. at the schools and then they come home and it um, collects dust over the weekend in most of my homes. Mm -hmm. um, but now, now the mommies or the daddies or the grandparents or the older siblings are honorary teacher therapist. Right. How do we set them for success? 
So I actually love this because I think this situation is creating an opportunity that we have not had before because a lot of us are not working in the homes. Um, we're working in the schools. And like you say, they're using it at school and then it goes home on the weekend and it comes back on Monday morning, the battery's completely dead. And you're like, cool, I bet you guys use that a whole lot. Or it's still on like the snack time menu that was on when you send it home and you're like, uh-huh, cool. <laughs> but here's the thing, now we are in their homes. So we have a very unique opportunity to get some buy-in that we have not been able to get before. However, you have to frame that in the, um, the world that we are currently living in, which is bat crazy, insert expletive. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> our, world, our worlds are crazy. And like, you know, you and I are joking about trying to keep our sensory uh, seeking boys active and alive. Uh, and it's hard. Uh, now imagine doing that with a child with intense special needs that cannot communicate and has all these other problems that need to be tended to, I guarantee you the last thing on that parent's mind is, you know, now would be a really great time to add in something new. Let's use that AAC device that I know we have and we haven't really been able to use before. They're not thinking that, they're not there. However, they have a lot of problems happening in their house right now that that AAC device would be able to help with if they only had some guidance and some handholding and a little bit of support which is what we got. So yeah. that is where we have to, to look at this is we have to meet our families where they, where, where they are. So we say, tell me about a day at your house right now. Like what, run me through what happens in a normal day, you know, and um, tell me what are, what are the good parts? What are the bad parts? Because if you can identify a couple of those struggle points that you think the, the AAC device that they, you know, that they have would help you can start there. So let's say they're like, meal times are a hot mess. Um, you know, he's throwing food, he doesn't want what I'm giving him, or he, he's eating so fast and he needs more and I can't, you know, whatever the situation is, if that's a time that you're like, you know, I think if he had just some really simple communication, I think that would help. And you don't think it would overwhelm the parents because you don't want to pick a time when they're like, I am so maxed out, I literally cannot add another thing. Um, but find kind of that sweet spot of it's a challenge, but they're not totally overwhelmed. Um, and then say, hey, I have, I have an idea how we could use that talker to support him during that specific time. That's the only time they have to get it out. Um, you can talk about how they can hide some buttons so that it's not very overwhelming and just start with one very, very simple thing. Now, that being said, you start with that, but then you have to be like, do you know how to charge the device? Do you know how to turn it on? Super okay. simple. Yeah, right, yeah. So you wanna, you wanna hide as much as possible when you're using these things. Um, and that's another thing, does, does the parent know how to hide things? So um, we wanna start with what's one very specific situation they could use it in that would help them with something they're struggling with, not what you think is the most important communication strategy right now, what they're struggling with. And once you, once you identify that, then you ask, okay, do you know how to use this device? Do you know how to charge it, turn it on, um, get to the right menus, find his homepage, whatever it is. Do you know how to do all of those things? And do you know how to call the support helpline for that company or that um, device if something goes wrong and you can't reach me? Uh, you know, so walking through just like basic how to use it troubleshooting so that they know that but then picking that one very specific thing that you can help them use it for functionally that's gonna help them with something they're struggling with. So for my one kiddo that just got the device, um, 
I'll be honest, I hit a, I hit a professional wall. Um, and, and it was out of frustration because I, we had pulled all the stops out to get the device there in the middle of everything. And the family shared that they had received it and it had been in the box for a week and they hadn't opened the box. And I had to, I mean, this conversation transpired via messages, right? So I had to take a minute to catch my breath because I was so professionally frustrated that this is something we had talked about. Everybody seemed really on board and then crickets. And that's where I struggle. And I, and I do struggle. And I know that there's countless other people out there in the same boat. I struggle with buy-in. Like I, if I'm going to, we're going to do this. And if I'm going to do this, then I need a little bit of buy-in on your end that shows me that you have um, skin in the game too for your kiddo. Right. Mm -hmm. So I actually called one of my mentors because that's what I had to do. So I called this an SLP here in town that um, fills my cup whenever I need it. Um, and uh, she was like, okay, she was like, call the company, see if the company will set up a one-on-one -on -one, um, tutorial on how to use the device, right? Because I can't physically get there, nor can I keep things one and two quiet enough to give them like an hour or two of like, this is how, and also I'm not tech savvy. Like I'm really not. Um, Y'all, I don't know how to do all of the commandeering behind Chad, the lovely producer makes this look cool and happen, right? right. So, um, and you know what, when I called the tech support and they set up a one-on-one -on -one meeting with the family and, and they were like, look, we don't normally do this, but we understand that you can't be there to guide them. They're like, we will, we will absolutely do this. So they did a email with the family. I called the family back and like we, everybody was like super happy. They had no idea that I had those, those intense feelings about it. What they saw was this company is going above and beyond to train me on this device. And I will be set for success with how to turn it on and the basics for our therapy session next week. And it allowed me to just be the clinician to do that without wanting to pull my hair out because like literally, literally it's falling out. My, I have been so stressed. My hair has been falling out and my oldest keeps finding it. Like he found it in his toothbrush. And I was like, what is that? <laughs> I need my thyroid checked. I'm like pretty sure that this has spun me pre-menopause. So like fun, fun for you. Hot flash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, and I think what you have to really do is we have to step into the like the counselor role right now more than we normally do um, because everyone is in crisis right now. Like no matter how you spin it, this is a trauma and we're all living through a trauma. Um, so you have to kind of play the counselor role and say, okay, I'm going to dig in and find out why. Why do you not want to use it? And don't say it like that because that sounds aggressive. Um, yeah. But you're, you're wanting to find out is it because you feel overwhelmed by the technology? Like you're saying, like, do you need someone to walk you through how to use this? Is it because you don't understand the vision of what this could be like? Because maybe we just need to sit down with them and say, here's what life could be like if he knew how to communicate using this device. And you talk about how you can yeah. alleviate the problems. So like, what is it? Is it that they don't see the vision? Is it that they are overwhelmed with the technology? Is it that it's just literally one more thing that they can't focus on? 
is there something even deeper maybe? And that they're like, I like being the only one that understands his needs so intimately and that I can provide for him. And I don't want to break that bond we have because that's all we have, you know, like I, that's, that's getting really deep, but I've seen some clients like that where the, the mom has such a strong bond with that child because she understands his needs intimately. And she enjoys filling that role of being able to anticipate his needs and provide those things for him without him having to communicate them. And maybe that's on a way subconscious level. And if that's what's going on, you know, maybe there's some more that needs to be discussed on that. But if you can really dig into why they're not on board or why you're not getting buy-in, that can help you figure out which supports to provide them or which approach to take, you know, if it's the mom that really enjoys that, maybe you're finding another way that the child can use that device that isn't necessarily tied to her feelings of self-worth. So you kind of got to dig in deep is what I'm saying. Okay. So just squirrel, have you ever recommended any parent for counseling? Because I have, and like, or like grief counseling or, Mm -hmm. um, and I've had cases where I have suspected Munchausen by proxy that I've had to relay that to the physician. I mean, like, I'm not alone. Like this is. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that I specifically have had to refer anyone, but I can see where that would be a need for some cases. Um, and even just uh, maybe just describing to families that there is a grief cycle and there is a grieving process that goes along with having a child with significant disabilities and that it's okay to grieve the child you thought you were going to have when you are faced with the reality of what their life is going to be like. And so, um, you know, a lot of parents don't understand that. And I think just being able to to explain that in an open way that's like, hey, I don't know if this is what you're going through, but this is what a lot of people in your situation do go through and it's okay. And honestly, some of, you know, this is probably getting outside of our scope at this point, but there's probably some people in the grief cycle about this whole situation of like this pandemic. And, you know, I thought my child was going to have all this extra support at school this year. And I am grieving that we lost our support team. You know, we lost all the progress that he might've made this year because he was at school getting these supports and, you know, all these things that just can't happen right now. So there's, there's probably a lot underlaying that. And I don't think that it's our scope to dig into all of that, but it is our scope to kind of hit the surface level of counseling. Yep. Recognize as you, the peer, um, what, what was the pyramid that you talked about last time? Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yes. Thank you. I was going with the food pyramid because I was looking at the food pyramid guidelines that were being updated. Like they're actually like the, um, aid, uh, American dietetic association is actually for the first time in like years updating the guidelines. And I'm what? so excited. Yeah. Nice. So excited. I'm hoping they take dairy and put it like, like much smaller space, but squirrel. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's, but that Maslow's needs, mm-hmm. that's where we're at. Also, one thing that you said, the grief is important, but I had a mom tell me today in our teletherapy session, and we're doing the eye gaze with her little one. She goes, I need a permission to celebrate my, the younger sibling and all of her victories. Because you have one child that has never mooed like a cow and here's 14 month old sissy and sissy is like, and I'm, and like, I'm like, and we can celebrate that. And then we can use that to get big sissy to request little sissy to make all the animal noises. And guess what we're doing? Little sissy is now like we request and then little sissy, like it's just, Yay, that's awesome. okay. So what are your, 
when we're doing our teletherapy sessions and we're getting feedback from the families, what are typically the situations or the environments where you see families wanting to implement their AAC? So I would say we're, we want to look at what's going to be easy for everyone involved. So um, if it's someone who's kind of newish to AAC, requesting is a really easy one. Um, food is a good one for requesting. Uh, think about like daily routines that are going to happen anyway, because you don't want to add something else to their day that they have to do because we're all maxed out. So, okay, you're getting your child dressed. So at dressing time, grab that AAC device, maybe try to have it with you at all times. But if it's not, go grab it and just say, which shirt, which color shirt do you want? They're just requesting a color or, um, you know, give them something that they can make a choice with to request. So things like getting dressed, what they're going to eat at various times of the day, if they're going to go play. Um, you can have one, one thing that we do in my house is we have a choice board. And so this is not on an AC device. My children are both speaking, but we have a picture or a piece of paper on the wall. And I took pictures of all the rooms of our house. Who, so we have different play areas set up in different parts of the house. So I have pictures of the different areas. And if they're wandering around the house going, I'm bored, what do I do? I'm like, let's go to the choice board. So we walk, <laughs> they can see it. So then they can pick the one they want. So maybe if it's like, okay, it's, you know, mommy needs to do a call now. Do you want to sit in your, you know, bouncy seat or do you want to go to the playroom or whatever, you know, whatever your choices are that you have set up, but have those on the AAC, whatever AAC you're using, um, so that they can make a choice. We, um, one most speech pathology mommy thing ever that you have a choice board in your house. Right. I know I'm such a nerd. You should see my house. It's just like decked out with visuals. <laughs> Bear has a, a tree in his bedroom that has laminated Velcroed pictures of the family on the family tree so that he can take them down and talk about Mimi, Poppy, Gerdetti, Granny. I love it. Back up and then like go back to it. And, and one of my girlfriends was like, that's how you know you're an SLP. And I was like, right. We, um, have, we have signs all over our house that say, if I can't control my emotions, I walk away with a picture <laughs> of walking away because my son can't walk away. <laughs> That's I mean. Bear's like, I am not red. I am coming to a yellow. <laughs> and I'm like, still, still bright orange red, bud. <laughs> like, like, I love it. I love it. Um, I have, I've had a lot of families get dogs. In the middle of the pandemic, a lot of my families are getting dogs. And yep. I have been begging Mr. Dawson for a third puppy. And he's like, no, <laughs> hard no, no. But um, I have girls, girls holding out. But I have started using the communication devices with the puppies. Mm -hmm. Down, down. And one, and one little boy is like, <laughs> facial like it's just with his big blue eyes. And I'm like, oh my God, please film this for always. But uh, that has been such a positive reinforcer to getting, and, and the parents are like, I had no idea that he knew the vocabulary for sit, up, down, um, eat, um, for like, like snacks. And I'm like, well, yeah, because they have been listening to everything that you've been saying and they're little sponges. And who would have thought all these puppies would have all of this joy so um although one mom was like I was not prepared to clean up another round of poo and I was like well you got a puppy so like yep. there you go there you okay, go so 
Um, what about our families that have had uh, to, they get home and they did not have their AAC device with them or it's broken or my favorite is they have a device but they have no charger or vice versa and mm -hmm. how do we help them? Yeah. Okay, so the first thing you need to think about is whether or not the box is checked on their IEP, if you're in these states, that says assistive technology required. Because there is a box on there under the modifications and accommodations that if you check that box and say assistive technology is, a, is required to access the curriculum and you specify that their talker is required, then the talker is required for their education. So, so they get that home. Right? So if the school... <laughs> is educating the other kids like if they're doing distance learning or sending stuff home or whatever it is they're doing if they're doing that and they're not just like nope we're just out of session then they have a legal obligation to provide the IEP okay <laughs> that's not happening everywhere so there's going to be a lot of issues with that later but for your part be thinking if you have a kid who had that box check saying that they need their talker to access the curriculum that talker lives at school so that they can access the curriculum on the talker and it didn't go home with them when they went home. If they're being educated at home, there was air quotes if you're listening to the podcast version. <laughs> I if forgot being, about that. There's air so quote, educated. Um, then they are they have a legal right to have that device because you legally said you'd provide it. So in our area, they are starting to let the teachers back into the schools to collect their things and get back out. If you have the opportunity to go to the school and get their device, sanitize it down and then drop it on the client's doorstep, that would be awesome. That's probably above and beyond what is absolutely required of you, but it's an option, you know, or like the charger, if the charger's at school and you can grab it and, and you know, curbside deliver, <laughs> like we do our groceries now. I did that for a patient this morning. I curbside delivered um, Bear's old um, BB-8 costume that he outgrew. And I was like, I knew that they're like super geeks like I am. And I was like, I'll just drop this off on the way to the grocery store. So I like live and like dropped it on the porch and was like, bye BB-8, <laughs> roll on. Nice. I love it. Yeah. So if you can do that, that's awesome. If you can, if it's broke, you know, if they have one that's broken and you can connect them with the service department for their company that, that issued the device. Or if nothing else, if you could just send them a paper, a simple paper, paper version that would be similar. Um, a lot of the companies, if they've got a high-tech device, a lot of the companies have screenshots that you could just send the family a PDF screenshot of exactly what the homepage looks like and just let the child point. Obviously, it's not going to talk. It's a piece of paper. But if you can just email it and have them print it out, or if you can send them a simple communication board just so that they have something that they can use that's kind of similar um, that might help kind of just get them by and again ask them like what are you guys struggling with what do you really need it for if it's a child who's having lots of behaviors maybe you just need to print out the screen that has all of the emotions and like how are you feeling or what do you need kind of stuff you know maybe it's that kind of a visual but just being able to provide them with something that they can use to kind of get through this i've um I've in a pinch used a couple of the free downloadable ones because mm -hmm. most of my families have, have a tablet. It's not a designated talker, but they have like a, a tablet at home. Um, they're not great, but it's what we have access to. So, mm -hmm. um, and, and there are companies out there. Um, I'm thinking, um, 
Holly Camplin is, I think, Southeast. Um, I, there's a couple different ones. Uh, Becca Hoke, um, she's with um, AAC and Autism. There's a couple over here on my area uh, that I can connect you with if you're like North Carolina, Georgia, South Carolina, that I know that they cover those three states that they will still do AAC trials in the middle of all of this, which I think is just, I mean, that's awesome because we still have to give a kid a voice. So, um, and I, I don't know how to fix them. It's very much the truth. Yep. Um, okay. So what about for the ones that don't have, I'm so afraid that I'm going to spill my um, peppermint tea on my talker. So I'm going to put my talker away from my tea because <laughs> no, no. syndrome. Um, all right. So what about the ones who, I mean, like we're still doing evals, like some of us are still doing evals and mm -hmm. you do an eval and you know that the kid needs AAC. Um, mm -hmm. How do you, how are you starting? What, how do we even start that conversation with the family? Okay. So I think this again goes back to what are the family's needs right now? Um, I've talked to several families outside of my own practice, so they're not my clients, but I've talked to several families during this that have just been like, can I just pick your brain? Like, I just need to ask you a question. And like one of them was, was asking, she said, where do you find pictures for a picture book? And I was like, tell me what you're talking about. And she's like, well, you know, my kids, my kids speech therapy therapist said that he would probably benefit from a picture book, but that's all she said. Like, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm looking for like are there just picture books out there so and i don't know what the conversation with the speech therapist was she might have had that full conversation and the mom just did not absorb it because there is too much happening right now so don't assume that your clients understand what you're talking about when you bring this topic up um, instead think about a specific solution to a specific problem so you're saying tell me about your day how are, how are things going? What's the hardest part of your day? What are the three hardest parts of your day? And then if you can think of something that you're like, aha, that would be a good option for AAC, give that very specific example. So let's say um, this child melts down and they can't figure it out what's, what it is because he has no communication. He's having these big old meltdowns. And then they usually figure out that he was hungry and wanted something to eat. And then once they figure that out and give him a snack, then he's fine. Okay. So you're thinking in your brain, okay, if we had some AAC, he could request a snack, right? So what if I send them three pictures of his favorite snacks in a, in a, you know, little squares and they just tape it to the door of the pantry. And all he has to do is walk over there and touch one of those pictures and they go, oh, you want a pretzel. Awesome. We're going to do that. Okay. So you explain that concept to the parents that if you just explain, Hey, what if we put some pictures on the door and I showed you how to, you know, walk him over and, and point to what he wants and then you give it to him. If you explained that, they're going to be like, oh yeah, no, that makes total sense. I would, that, I can see how that would help us. If you say, I think your child could use a picture book to communicate and that would really help all these problems. And you know, you're giving the big picture, they're going to be lost. You know, that's too much for most parents on a good day <laughs> and we're not on a good day. So if you can think of one very specific use of AAC that's going to help them, or maybe it's a sign language sign, you know, maybe we're not talking, you know, your big AAC talkers. We're just talking about what can you do right now in the home that's going to support you through a very specific challenge. And then once we see how the child responds, then you can say, hey, you know how you did those pictures on the pantry? What if we made a book 
that had several other pictures too. And then he could talk about more things. Then they're going to be like, yeah, that still makes sense. I'm still following with you because I saw how it worked in the first step. And you established buy-in. Yes, because you established buy-in. Yes. Right. Yeah. Because, I mean, everybody is so overwhelmed right now. And I feel like trying to jump in with AAC trials because you're like, this child is a candidate for AAC. Let's do trials because we need to know if it's going to work. That's what you would do in the clinic. We're not in the clinic. You can't, or even you in their homes, you know, we're not doing direct. So we've got to look at this kind of this parent, uh, parent training model instead of the, I'm working with you directly to see if you're a good candidate for AAC model. Um, some, so I have families that have not, okay, let me backtrack in Michelle land, which is very, very festive and has a lot of flowers, some unicorns and, (laughs) things. Um, but in Michelle land, I have always been a huge fan of also incorporating ASL. Um, Mm -hmm. and I view that as a form of AAC, especially now. Like I, I view that as a, um, sorry, I'm checking my phone. So that way, in case I also get a message on my phone while we're talking, I can answer that question there. Um, uh, but I, I do, I view that as, as a additional support. Um, and one of the resources that I love, um, uh, speech signs, LLC and, um, oh my goodness, I just forgot the woman's name, uh, signing time. I mm-hmm. love those, um, those resources because they'll pick a theme. It's like thematic based. And a lot of times it's the first, it's not typically the first 100 words, but it's the first 300 words that's supported by AAC research. Um, in case y'all haven't looked at the first 100 words, PRC has this amazing resource. Uh, I think I might've tagged it on my website, but PRC has this amazing resource of the first 100 words that kids talk in. And it's absolutely fantastic. Hold on. We had one. I'm wondering if the insurance companies are being more lenient on the typically recommended 30 day period trial. For example, I was just about to start um, pressing a student when all this happened turning 22 and exiting out of our program. Ay, Faye, his 15 days be sufficient. Okay. So I don't know, uh, because it's talk to the insurance company. Yeah. Um, however, depending on what your state, what state you're in, a lot of different states have grants available. Um, in the state of South Carolina, we have a grant that, um, it sets it up that you don't even have to do data collection if your child has a diagnosis that would result in a uh, expressive learning disability then you are automatically eligible to receive a device and an app on it which most people don't know about um, and they pay for several thousand dollars worth of equipment for a kid i mean it's typically like once a lifetime or once every 10 or 15 years but it's it's something um but call the insurance company um, yeah. I mean, and yeah. it, it, that's a very tricky situation. I, in an, in any other situation, I would say, don't worry about formal trials right now. Just do therapy with the family and just help them through whatever they're struggling with and use AAC if you can. But yeah, if you're in a situation like that, where you're on a time crunch and you're trying to get something pushed mm-hmm. through, that's hard. Yeah. Also, I'm wondering if the, if that young person is turning 22 and 
because of my special needs brother, he has Medicare and Medicaid, but his Medicare started really young because he had a, a permanent disability. I mean, he was mm -hmm. born microcephalic and all the things. So that would be another factor. So if they're exiting your program, but the person is eligible for Medicare, you might want to talk to uh, a person that processes Medicare as an additional option. Yeah. So um, but I don't know anything about Medicare because I deal with the pint size versions. <laughs> so like, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay. But my other thought, um, so the AAC with the ASL, um, another one, um, another fun resource that I've had that I've gotten some buy-in with, uh, stop and go on walks with like, yeah. Yeah. because everybody's trying to get out of their house to go for walks mm -hmm. and I've had some families that had um like mini Big Macs and they just velcroed them on the stroller so fun so fun yeah. or even just a picture just I mean you can just make a go and a stop on your clip art on your computer and email it to the clients and just have go on one side and stop on the other they can just touch it you know yep. if you don't if you don't have the technology that's totally fine they can do something different just say it with them when they hit stop, mm -hmm. stop, go. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Or do sign language. Like you're saying, like when I, when I introduce sign language, we start with one or two signs that I'm like, Hey, this is the only sign mom that I want you to learn this week. This is all you have to do. Here are several examples of how you can use it. Try to work it into your day whenever you can. No big deal. If it doesn't happen, you know, try to make it low stress, but something that can be fun for them. Um, go and stop are great ones for that. I love those as first ones because there's so many things in the house that go and stop, you know, you can wind up a toy and say go. And then, you know, once it stops, you can say stop. So I like that. I'm just thinking about how many, that, that would be the dog one, the stop and go with the dog. Uh, yeah. I, I, I like to use that one a lot too. <laughs> okay. All right, so we don't have AAC. We covered how to kind of get it. Everybody's quiet tonight. Is I think it's the cold front coming through. Is that what's going on? Yeah, yeah. This is it's what week ten, and we're all kind of wearing down. Um, yeah. All right. So parent coaching. This is this is a big one. Parent coaching and training. So let's hit this hard and heavy. Yeah, so this is where we're we're talking about you're not right there to help them guide their hand and do all the things that you might normally do when you're teaching a child AAC or helping them expand their use of AAC. So we really have to switch to a parent coaching model with this. There's just not a lot of way to do direct AAC therapy with your clients over Zoom or you know whatever your platform is. And that's okay because honestly, that's what we want instead. We want these parents to be helping the child use it throughout their day and throughout their week. We don't want them to just pull the device out once a week when you hop on the call with them and practice and play some funny games. That doesn't help them functionally. What you want is to teach the parents how to do this. And like I said, sometimes we don't always have access to the parents. So this is a really great opportunity if you can look at it as such. Um, so we, we really want to start basic. Like I said, figure out one very specific situation that's gonna help them with a problem. So you get their buy-in, explain to the parents what this is and why you're doing it. Even if you've already explained this before, we're all regressing right now. <laughs> I have forgotten things that I knew before this, let me tell you. It's like having baby brain, but it's like pandemic brain. Um, 
so so start over say okay remember how we talked about this before let me explain how this works again and let me explain the vision of like here's how a picture would help your child communicate because that sounds kind of weird when you've never heard of it before um also go ahead and tell them that it's not going to prevent them from speaking because i'm pretty sure even if they don't say it every parent has this concern in the back of their mind they're like this lady probably knows what she's talking about, but if he has an easy way out, isn't he just not going to talk? And we, I mean, there's plenty of research. Go to Ash's website if you need it. There's plenty of research that shows that that's not the case and that it doesn't prevent them from speaking. But it's a concern that people have when they first hear about this. And it's one that they might have even if they're not saying it. So go ahead and throw that one out there too, <laughs> just in case. Um, and then move into the parent training on that one very specific situation. And again, make sure they have what they need. So if you are suggesting they put pictures on their fridge, don't expect them to go make the pictures either. They're not gonna do that. Go find the pictures, put them in a format, email it to them, and then get your own copy in front of you and say, you know, okay, here's the, here's the picture. It's gonna look like this. You just have to cut it out. And then I want you to just put it on your fridge, just like tape it right there. <laughs> so we're, we we need to keep this simple. We need to keep it easy for them um, and then make sure they have what they need. Does that make sense? I'm kind of just yeah. going. Through. Yeah. Um, I'm just, so part of my, I work in a very weird spot in the city. So like three days a week, I'm on one side of the city. One day a week, I am honest to goodness, 20, almost 30 miles Southwest of Columbia. And it gets very, very rural and incredible incredibly poor. Uh, so I have had uh, the situation come up where I can't do teletherapy because they don't have internet access. Um, uh, actually, one beautiful thing that has transpired is that um, the city is running fiber optic cables to a huge portion of our county for the first time to give them high speed internet because, nice. um, and so I'm like, and of course it's, I mean, it's, lower socioeconomic, it's primarily minority. And I don't know if our city would have done this had it not been for this. And so I am, it's about time, <laughs> but like, yay, <laughs> yay. But because of that, I can't, for some of my families, I can't email them, mm -hmm. but I also can't drive 40 minutes one way. So um, cut and paste and male, <laughs> but like, and I know that sounds crazy and it sounds very antiquated to do it that way, but that's the reality of some of the homes that you're going to, that yep. if you've got buy-in, you're going to have to get really creative in how do I get the resources into their home. Now I do have one family that's not too far away from um, a place I like to go hiking and I've done like a drive-by drop-off in their mailbox. <laughs> but yeah. like, and then I'm like, do, 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 go check your mailbox. <laughs> but like, um, yeah, and, and if you're going to do that, send a letter with it that says, hey, here's how I want you to use this. What was that? I didn't think about that. Because <laughs> some of them are going to get that and be like, I know Michelle told me what she was sending and what we were doing with this. And I don't have a clue what it was. <laughs> so send something with it that says the instructions and like a step by step. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think yeah. that through. <laughs> it's okay. You know what? We're all getting there. <laughs> oh, I love it. But yeah, wait, so when you are either on the phone call with them or doing the teletherapy or whatever you're doing, then you just want to, you want to walk them through the process. So you want to start by telling them what you want them to do. 
then you're going to show them what you want them to do. Just like when we're working with our HI kids or hearing impaired kids, we're going to tell first, then we're going to show. <laughs> um, and then you're going to have them demonstrate it. So that's the, the beauty of being, being here live as you go, hey, grab your device, take it into the kitchen and prop it up so I can see, like, let's see how, we're, how this is doing. Um, you know, don't just expect them to do it later, but have them actually show you what they're doing. Yep. And yeah. then, um, and then give feedback. So give them some positive feedback, tell them anything that they can, you know, make little tweaks on. Um, and if you can get them to do that with the child there, that's awesome. But let them know, hey, if your kid's not into it and he needs to go just take a break so that you can focus on talking with, talking through this with me, that's fine. You know, they need, sometimes they need permission to not have the kid on the call. If it's a child who isn't going to sit there and do screen time with you. Um, I've had, um, I've had several moms totally type A, just like myself. So I thoroughly appreciate that they're like, oh, one mom is holding her infant the entire time. And I'm like, I don't, I don't have, to, I don't have to see him. Like we're, we're okay. She was like, but he, you need to know he's here and then he's doing, and he's getting really big. And I'm like, you're going to like hurt yourself. And I would have dropped the kid by then. So like, yeah. yeah. But, um, they're like, but like, yeah. Um, but I've had some moms that are, um, what they've started doing is taking videos of the kiddo using the device and then like they're playing it back for me, you know, like, yeah, yeah perfect. that's, that's been one really awesome strategy. So, uh, I have one mom whose husband has been taking little snapshots of them. And I told her, I was like, you know, what's even cooler about all of this is that you're going to look back on these moments and see all the progress because you have all these video diaries. Yeah, I love that, it. That way they are self-critiquing. But I mean like we have awesome buy-in. Um Miss Jessica, um some companies like PRC are doing weekly YouTube videos on AAC Corvoca. What what? Um which has been yeah. nice to be able to share with families. Oh yes, that is that is wonderful. Um yeah I'm I'm I am biased and I have to say this full disclosure. I love lamp. I love lamp. I'm totally biased towards lamp. However, I have not been able to do that with some of my families and it has forced me to go to other language systems and see the beauty of those as well. And that's mm -hmm. been um, very eye-opening and pulled me as a clinician um, it's making me stretch and grow at a time when I really don't want to stretch and grow. I just need everything, the little world that I live in, I just really need it to stay the same, but that's been a cool learning experience for me. Yeah, I like it. Very and especially if you're trying to get families that have never done this before, or like if they just got a new device, like lamp can be kind of hard if you're not there to help you know, or you haven't been to the big training, which I'm assuming nobody can go to the trainings right now. So, um, so yeah, it might be, it might behoove some of your families to be able to access something that's, you know, more forward based and that kind of stuff. So do you have a favorite resource for clinicians to support them if they're using AAC? What do you mean? Um, like I, um, there's a couple of Facebook groups for AAC. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. I've enjoyed or um, like there's one specifically dedicated to LAMP that's like, hey, I can't find a word. And then they like, there's always someone on there that immediately knows what the word is. And I'm like, your muscle memory? Like, what is that? Yeah. 
That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I actually, I didn't know about the Facebook groups. I think that that's awesome. I love this idea of the, the YouTube videos. Um, I just think we need to be careful about curating what we're sending to families so they're not overwhelmed right now. Um, you know, cause you know, giving them like a big, like, oh, this website has all these different videos, you know, that's too much. Yes. Um, but if you could be like, Hey, I think that he would really benefit from some work with go and you find a video about forward go, you know, like if you find something that's very specific to what you're working on, sending that kind of resource. Um, but also giving them enough knowledge that if they're feeling interested that they could look it up. Like that one lady that I was talking to didn't even know. She was like, so what is it? I was like, this is called AAC. And I like gave her the term and she's like, that's so helpful. Like I, I can search for that. And I'm like, yeah, so <laughs> that's where you are. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, giving them like helping them understand where they can find more if they are feeling motivated and interested, but also curating down to here's a one resource that might help you with this. Yes, yes. Um, we just had a message pop up. Miss Rita, yes, we were talking about LAMP, language acquisition through motor planning. Um, I'm gonna I'll type it in here. Um, language acquisition through motor planning. It's, um, it's a whole program. Um, and it's it, very specific. Also, they tend to be on sale, like the first couple days in April, like 50% off. So like, there's that. Um, okay. So one of my favorite resources, um, and I'm totally biased just because I love him and his very sweet wife, um, uh, uh, speech and language songs. They have a YouTube channel and Stevens and AAC, he serves on the board with me. Um, he's, he is the SLP and his very petite little wife owns two pubs. I think <laughs> she like, doesn't even come up to his shoulder. Um, so if you're in Aiken, go check out the alley in the alley in Aiken, South Carolina when, you know, all of this is over. But um, his, um, his whole, and it's free, right? It's a free resource. Um, he made all of these songs specific for children that use AAC device. Fun. That's, and that's so like, and one of the, one of the, he started making food songs, which I'm like been begging for. And I'm really excited about the food songs, but it's all that I need to eat. And then like he puts in like whatever the target food is, or he's got like a go song. And that to me is a fun way to get the kid involved. Um, and it's, it takes on one word at a time. And the family's yeah. like that because I mean, we're all kind of sort of living by YouTube. Um, or yep. never. And or I like the idea of the signing time videos that you brought up earlier. If you're doing yeah. AAC with a client to just, you know, give them something fun to watch and that they can all kind of be learning as they're watching too. Yeah. Um, Rita, how do we access his music? He is on Instagram and he is on um, YouTube and it's speech and whoops and language songs and it's all one very very big word so um which throws me off every time i go to type it um yeah but um okay so what else what else have we not covered we've got 10 minutes look at my notes yeah i know i know i'm like like this is there's so much i wanted to say and i was like this is gonna go by so fast but like we did it so fast because of our add <laughs> So like, amen. Amen. Sister. Um, yeah, I think, I think the big thing for me is 
meeting them where they're at. I mean, I know I said that like about a billion times, but I think it's worth repeating again is really thinking how we can simplify this um, and seeing what problems exist in their worlds and then seeing what kinds of solutions, because that's the way our brains work. You know, our brains see a problem that a family's having and we think, oh, I bet a visual aid or a, an AAC option would work for that, which is why our homes are filled with visual aids. <laughs> because we just automatically think that way, right? So I think being able to see what families are struggling with and provide those visuals, um, even if it's something that you just throw together on clip art or you know, that you find for free on, on one of the speech, and, you know, speech blogs, there's a, about a million of us out there, you know, just looking for ways that you can support those families with what they're having trouble with. And I think that behavior um, leads really well into AAC. Some of the, usually the first things that I start using AAC with, with a client are the things that he's having behavior problems surrounding, you know? Um, so being able to provide them behavioral supports that are visual um, that lead into some sort of AAC and giving them a communication. Um, one example I think that works really well is break cards. So this would be if you have a client who um, is having lots of escape or avoidance behaviors, so they're having a meltdown because they don't want to do something, mm -hmm. then giving them a, an option to use a card that has, we usually just use a big red X. I don't know why, that's just what we've always used in all the settings that I've been in. Um, but you can have, it could be anything as long as it indicates that that child wants a break. And what you can do is you can train the child that if they don't want to do something, they hand or point to the break card. And that signals to the adults that that child gets to be done. It doesn't matter what it is. You're like, okay, you're good. You're break. You take a break. So that helps them communicate that they didn't want that without having the meltdown. And then if it's something that's non-negotiable, you bring them back a little later. But basically, you're just training them to use language, even though it's a card, you're using language instead of behavior to get that need met. Um, and that can be a really great place to start is explain the concept, explain how we do this, and then send a page of blank of break cards and ask the mom to just take them around the house at the places where the child tends to have meltdowns. And when the child starts to meltdown, you just walk them over and you say, you want a break and you touch his finger on to break. And then you say, you asked for a break, you can have a break and you let him go do something else. And then, like I said, either bring them back or if it's something that he doesn't really need to be doing. I mean, that's the nice thing about this, this time is we don't have to go anywhere. We don't have to do a whole lot. Just let him be done with that. So that's a, that's a good one to start with as well. I feel like that's a good one for two-year-olds in general too. <laughs> yes. So like, I mean, I'm just thinking of my children. And I'm like, Why did I not know you then? I'm just saying you would. <laughs> Great cards are wonderful. And you know what? Maybe that, uh, maybe your client has a two-year-old sibling that could use that as well. <laughs> we, we, um, one of my sweet friends made a, um, a chart for Sir Bear to like help him through like his colors. Why could I not see that as a mom? Couldn't see it as a mom. Can't oh. be. Yeah. But now that she's provided this, I'm like, so we're going to use some low tech, um, you know, behavioral shaping and he's turning a corner and it's been wonderful. So right. No, I'm the same way. I can't see things that need to happen with my own children at all. And then I like, when it hits me, I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> so Jessica says we need our own break card for Mother's Day. Heck yes. 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 
this mommy picked up her favorite um, uh, quiches from Trader Joe's and um, uh, champagne. And when I was trying to commandeer the tiny humans through the very long line this morning, and we played rock, paper, scissors for like multiple renditions on the way out, one of the uh, cashiers at Trader Joe's gave me a bouquet and he was like, you're really patient. And I was like, from all the four letter words last night crying to my husband. It's <laughs> amazing. Yes, we need a break. Um, I had an idea and then I completely lost it um, about AAC. Oh no, it was about, you said you're at the opening. You said you're, you had like a theme for this week on your website. No, yeah. <laughs> it's a very informal theme. No, that was more like me just being like, oh, what am I doing? Yeah, because I, so we were, we've been struggling with conflict resolution in my family. And by that, I mean, my children just fight all the time, which is normal, I know. However, our fights usually escalate to someone being choked or like murdered. So we've been trying to like bring it down a notch. Yeah. So I was like stressing out about this. And then I was like, wait, what am I doing? Like, I literally have a master's degree in helping children with social emotional problems. Like <laughs> this is in my wheelhouse. I was like, you know what they need? A social story. So <laughs> I made a post in the membership and I was like, hey guys, I'm making you a new social story for the membership. It's all about what my children need, which is how to like deal with a disagreement. So it's hilarious. We went through the social story, we've been practicing it. And now my children would go, mom, that sounds like a disagreement. <laughs> So yeah, going back to, we know what to do, but when we're in the middle of all this chaos, like it just suddenly leaves and you're like, how would I know what to do with a social emotional problem? Oh wait, no, I do. I do know. We do. Yes. And, yeah. uh, well, I will, I, thank you. Thank <laughs> we got you. this. Because yeah. I, I got the bright idea today to give my children jump ropes and one of them tried to nunchuck the other one with mm -hmm. the jump ropes. And yeah. That's how um, jump ropes go in our house too. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And boys, to all the boy moms out there. And, and I was at the time, I was like, so this is a red and back to our color wheel, which again, this is my low tech AAC. Thank you. Um, it's actually like taped on their bedroom walls as opposed to our fridge, but I can't handle the visual clutter on my fridge. So like, no, I understand. I understand. One variable too many. Okay, I'm gonna check all of our questions. Everybody's like, man, they are having too much fun together. But we—that's how we do. Yes. Okay. So, um, if folks want to learn more from you, yeah, how do they follow you? I mean, I know how to follow you, but like, how do they follow you? Does everyone else follow me? Okay. So we have—I have two websites. We've got speechandlanguagekids.com which is, um, that is mostly free stuff. So um, I've been blogging for years. There's like a bajillion blogs. We've got videos, podcasts, all kinds of stuff. Uh, and it's just every topic that we could think to write about, we've got stuff on there. So there's, there's a lot of free resources, free handouts. There's some free AAC stuff on there, um, stuff you can share with families because the way we write on the Speech and Language Kids blog is always for parents, <laughs> mostly because I started off that website because I was like, I think parents are my target audience. And then I found out it was speech language pathologists that were following me, not parents. I mean, we've got parents too, but I was just like, oh, I did totally miss that. But I actually like that because then you can just share it with the parents. Yes. Because it's written for parents. Yes. So. Yes. 
So that one's our free site. And then um, SLP, so slpsolution.com. That one is our uh, membership program. So we have a membership program where you can join up and get access to our digital curriculum, all of our worksheets, webinars, training videos. Uh, you can ask questions. We've got a community where you, we provide support if you've got a tough case um, and that kind of stuff too. So that's over at slpsolution.com. And we have some um, coronavirus specific free stuff. I actually just this week, we wrote a post that was um, template progress notes. So if you're trying to figure out how you're going to write progress notes for, for this, uh, this reporting period and being like, okay, something happened that made this weird. We have some text that you can just copy and paste that's free over on there. Um, and we've got like a crash course on teletherapy and some other free stuff on the slpsolution.com website too. And we had a question from Beth. All of your materials on SLP Solution are PEDS? Um, we do focus on PEDS, especially on the Speech and Language Kids website. I'm trying to make some of mine a little more so that they could be used for adults, but it is, I mean, we, we cover the, the pediatric topics. Um, we don't really get into the, the adult topics unless it's something that, you know, you also might work on with a teenager, then there's some of those would be applicable, but yeah, it's mostly PEDS. Perfect. Okay. Okay. So, um, all right. So, um, just so as everybody knows, um, this is, um, talking teletherapy is speech therapy PD's fly by, uh, the night, uh, pod course podcast. So there are multiple different podcasts. So I host first bite and today's my last day doing talking teletherapy until the end of June when I'm interviewing a lovely SLP um, from Australia who's getting a PhD in how to do uh, pediatric dysphagia um, evals and treatments online and the efficacy behind that, right? I'm sure. So, um, so we, we're going to rotate through because you know, there's a lot of us. So Marisha Metz will be back next Friday night. Um, and she's covering all things, uh, uh, tech tips with Stacy Krause, who's actually a certified AVT therapist, which I'm kind of cool. I think that's exciting. Uh, and Marisha Metz hosts, um, SLP now podcast pod course. And so she'll do a couple that is all peds geared. And then on June 5th, uh, Leanne Porter will be taking over and Leanne, uh, focuses, um, she hosts speech uncensored and, uh, she's covering all things adults. So, um, that whole podcast, um, Rita, oh honey, you're so very, very welcome this Rita. Thank you. Um, uh, but, um, before we go, um, I am not going to get super misty eyed, but I probably will, uh, because this coming Tuesday, May 12th is a biggie for the first bite family. Um, the lovely Aaron forward, uh, in this SLP and I are, are marking our 100th episode of first bite. Yay! Excited. Um, and it's a special episode called Chasing the Swallow, the case for interprofessional practice for pediatric feeding and swallowing disorders. Um, and honestly, um, it's based off of a book that I have spent the last year of my life writing and will be almost done soon. So um, I'm um, not going to cry because if I start, I'm not going to stop. <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> um, so uh, Tuesday night, May 12th at 8 p.m., um, we'll go with the webinar, and then it'll go out on um, First Bite Podcast on Wednesday 
Um, so uh, we have that. Um, but as always, uh, everybody, thank you for joining us for uh, Speech and Language Kids, SLP Solution, First Bite, Talking Teletherapy, We Feel the Love, all of um, And um, to all of the mommies out there uh, and the grandmommies and the honorary mommies, uh, happy Mother's Day. And thank you, be well, and God bless y'all. Thanks. Bye, Bye, guys. Hey, we hope that you enjoyed this episode of Talk and Teletherapy. SpeechTherapyPD.com is running a promo right now. So if you're interested in a pod course subscription to one of our fabulous lineup of podcasts, be sure to plug in our promo code TALKING20 for $20 off a pod course membership. Thanks again for joining us for Talking Teletherapy. Please visit our website, speechtherapypd.com backslash teletherapy for information about upcoming episodes and webinars. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please take a moment to subscribe and leave us a rating and review. Thanks again for joining us for Talking Teletherapy. And be sure to check me out at uh, First Bite Fed Fun Functional, a speech therapy podcast sponsored by speechtherapypd.com that's also eligible for 0.1 ASHA CEUs. Have a fantastic weekend. Bye.